Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Bone, WHPT, Sarasota, Tampa, St. Pete. And now on 97.1 WSUNHD2, Holiday, Tampa, St. Pete. Live from the Weathertight Windows Studio. And now, back to the Johnny B Show. Monday night, 102.5 The Bone. Enjoying a victory Monday. I mean, we're still riding the uh, the high from the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup last week. Yeah, hell yeah. And seeing those guys all over town with the Stanley Cups, uh, a lot of fun. Including at the Bucks game. Oh, yeah. I uh, I love it. Uh, saw a picture of them eating popcorn out of the Stanley Cup in the suite watching the Bucks uh, beat the Los Angeles Chargers. It's hard to say that. But. So there's, is it true that there's two cups? Like one that the players get and then the, like the original one, like they don't. No. They don't give that one out. No. Are you sure? I think it's just one. Oh, I had heard that there was two cups. I don't know, man. Like Who one cares? One let the players mess with and oh, then man. the real one. Yeah. They, they, they get to do whatever they want with it. Whatever they want with it. You know what I'm saying? I do. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's disgusting. I know. Uh, let's go to the hotline right now uh, from the Cannon Fire podcast. You have them every Monday night right here on the Johnny B Show for the Bucks break. And we got three weeks in a row where it's happy times. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Rhett Matthew. What's up, buddy? What is going on, boys? Happy victory Monday once again, mm-hmm. three times in a row. Feels damn good. I mean, yeah. Tampa Bay City of Champions. Am I right? Uh, right now, we're looking like the the brand new title town. Uh, yeah, it's looking really, really good. Um, we'll see what happens with the Rays bringing home the pennant. And uh, right now, the Bucks sitting pretty good after uh, the first quarter of the season. They're sitting in first place still, three and one. Um, you know, you got uh, a couple of two and two teams there, and uh, Atlanta. I, I don't know why they're still a team. They, they should probably just fold things up after. I was. Check the scores tonight, but I'm I'm sure they're losing. I'm, I'm positive they're losing. Yeah, they're playing. What are they playing? Green Bay tonight. Yeah, yeah, Green Bay tonight, and then you've got the Patriots playing the Chiefs. I think that game is actually wrapped up already. Oh. But um, you know, Sunday's game with the Bucks and the Chargers, a roller coaster, dude. I mean, twenty-four to seven in the first half. You know that rookie quarterback was making quick work, like a lot of rookie quarterbacks have done in the past. Something happened. Maybe it was that forced fumble from Indomitus Stu before halftime. But this team finally woke up. They played one hell of a second half and ultimately come out victorious, 38-31. to As crazy as this game was, I'm glad that it happened. I think it almost made this team better in a way. Oh, yeah. I, 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 you know, you got to give credit uh, to the play calling uh, from the Chargers. I mean, it's easy to blame your team for everything that happens. Uh, I think people kind of lose sight of what the other team is doing. I mean, they're trying to win a football game too, and they're not a horrible team, and they have a pretty good coaching staff. So they're trying to beat us too strategically. So they put together a good offensive game plan. It took us a while to adjust, and I, I knew the Bulls would get those guys, uh, you know, they get them under wraps uh, at halftime and try to 
figure out exactly what's happening. And I mean, from my standpoint, it looked like, you know, we're going to blitz the hell out of this rookie and force him to beat us. And he did a few times like, you know, and, and it's that line. If you, if you ever watched the show, the wire and you probably haven't because you're young, but uh, there was a line from the wire uh, where he said, if you're going to come at the King, you bet not miss. And that's the thing. If you bring eight people on a blitz, uh, you better get to him. If not, there's going to be a guy one-on-one with a safety like uh, Jordan Whitehead, and he's going to be a couple steps further. And then you got a kid that's accurate enough with a strong enough arm to throw the damn thing 65 yards and hit him. Uh, you know, and this guy happened to be a, you know, what was it, like three practice squad players playing receiver for the Chargers, and uh, they look like uh, uh, perennial pro bowlers. So, yeah, I mean, it was a good game plan by the Chargers, and they came out and punched us in the face, and, you know, we had to we had to come back from it. Yeah. Shout out to Justin Herbert. All six, six of them. He played one hell of a football game. And you brought up, you know, all the times that the Bucks blitz and they missed. I mean, that's in no part due to, you know, Justin Justin Herbert making uh making plays with his feet. I mean, that guy is incredibly athletic. He's incredibly shifty in the pocket. And um they had a good game plan for him on Sunday. Throughout the week, Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn, he was asked a lot about the Bucks pass rush. And um, he's like, oh, you know, we, we've seen those guys on tape. I've got a plan. I'm not worried about it. And for a head coach who is missing an all-pro center and two other starting offensive linemen to look at the Bucks' pass rush and say, I'm not worried about it, he definitely wasn't. That first half, that pass rush really did not do anything. They finished with two sacks on the day. Um, one of them, technically, I don't, I didn't consider it a sack. It was when Shaq Barrett chased down Justin Herbert when he was rolling out. But I mean, he did a really good job coaching them through that game. He had a good game plan set up for Justin Herbert in that first half. They were cooking. Ultimately, that rookie mistake that we waited all game for came in the form of a Carlton Davis interception on the last drive to seal the deal. But I mean, they came in there with a plan and definitely caught the Bucks sleeping for sure. Yeah, and, and it's always nice to win a game that you would have otherwise lost any time in the history of this team. And, you know, in the last, you know, two decades, pretty much, uh, you know, before I would say probably the last 12, 13 years, it, you're down 24 to 7. Wrap it up. Take, you know, turn the channel. I'm yeah. sorry. We're going to lose that game. It's just not going to work out for us. Uh, you know, we're going to uh, we're going to fold. And uh, there's something about having Tom Brady, you know, at the helm, you're never out of it. And, you know, and, and he's, pr- he's proven it over and over and over again. And there's only been a handful of people in the history of the league that, that you could feel that way about, you know, him and uh, Tom Brady, or I'm sorry, uh, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, uh, guys like that, where you go, wait a minute, there's still three quarters left. Like calm it down. You know, uh, I mean, hell, there was a, you know, what, 12 minutes left in the Super Bowl when Brady brought him back the way he did. So, I mean, it's really strange because I I was still losing my mind in the first half, but it wasn't because I didn't think we could come back. I was just, I was pissed off about, you know, the execution and how bad we looked in the first quarter. I mean, the defense looked uh, lethargic in the first quarter. I mean, aside from Levante David, who's never had a bad game in his life. But it was like no pass rush. They were they were neutralizing it with screens and and uh, I was I was annoyed as hell. Um, so yeah, I, I I acted out on Twitter. I I didn't say like you know I'm gonna burn my jerseys and never watch a game again. I was just like you know what the hell's going on? You know like what are we doing right now? Uh, and then yeah, 
you know, and then uh, as soon as they, they got that fumble recovery with, you know, less than a minute left, and that was a horrible play call. And and just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why you would call a draw right there. It was really weird. But happy it turned out that way. But that going into halftime only down 10 instead of 17, it's pretty damn huge. Also with the momentum. And you could see a couple times they showed Tom Brady on the sideline because I believe there's at least three cameras just dedicated to Tom Brady footage on every game. But, man, you could <laughs> tell he was not having it. He was not going to let that pick six that he threw in the first quarter uh, slow down, you know, his uh, motivation. He's walking around. He's talking to the defense. He's talking to the offense. And you could see in his face the guy knew he was going to win the game. It was nuts. I said it. You know, I was I was sitting there watching it, and I go, this son of a bitch already knows he's going to win this game. And he did. It, it's so crazy. But, yeah, I mean, that's the difference uh, somebody like that can make. You know, just one person – to change the entire culture. And I made an example uh, today. Somebody said something to me like, one person can't do it. And I go, really? Uh, I'll give you one name, uh, LeBron James. And I go, you want to you argue this point? <laughs> the guy leaves a team. They go from first to worst. He goes to teams that suck, and they go to the finals. One person can change the culture of a team in a big, big way. So uh, he brought hope to Tampa Bay, and it, it just seems like everybody's uh, – playing better so what was some of the other things that stood out for you yesterday besides the fact we have jesus christ at quarterback well i wanted to bring up you and i watched the buccaneers come back in that game against the colts last season yeah. and that was one of those that you know right around halftime we really thought they were out of it they came back showed that they had some fight the change at the quarterback position is huge i mean you know you just talked about the brady effect i don't have to go over it again but I think something else alongside the quarterback change that this team just hasn't had in the past few years is this defense who can force turnovers at key opportunities of the game. Uh, you know, they came out that first half. They didn't look great. Justin Herbert beat him for a couple of those 50-plus yard bombs, and, you know, it looks really good for him and his highlights. But they, they, uh, they came out, they were behind early. What I'm trying to say is that it seems like for the past, you know, 10 years you've been watching a Bucks game and you're like, damn, they could really use an interception right now. And then they go seven or eight games without a turnover. And then eight games later, they get an interception. You know, I, the, it seems like the past three weeks I've been watching this team and I'm like, damn, they could really use an interception right now. And Carlton Davis gets a pick. So while they didn't play a complete full court, uh, full four quarters of football, the fact that they're able to show up at opportune times and make just completely game changing plays, is um is really a testament to the growth that this defense has had because you know that Carlton Davis interception last year it just you're gonna hear this all the time but last year that pick doesn't happen right there last year the Chargers go down they tie things up game goes to overtime Bucks probably losing overtime but as you and I both know it is not last year it's 2020 Buccaneers are three and one but this defense man I mean. Just the way that they've been opportune on those turnovers is really what I took away from this because that won the game on Sunday. And uh, another thing, and I hate it when people blame the referees and and blame you know <laughs> everybody. But man, I'm telling you, if you go back and watch this game, there they were holding on every offensive play. There were plays where oh, they yeah. were they were tackling Shaq Barrett. The one play, oh, one of the bombs. The guy was ripping Vita Vea's jersey off. 
No call. Yeah. I'm laughing. I'm watching my TV. I go, there's a flag coming here. Nothing. I go, you got to be absolutely kidding me. And by the way, Charles Davis, I I, I had to mute my TV. I, I could not. I don't that was the worst broadcast team since Tom Brenneman. I'm telling you, I would have rather watched Tom Brenneman do highlights of a pride parade than to have that broadcast team uh, ever again. I'm so glad we don't have another 1 o'clock game on CBS the rest of this year. That was some doo-doo. I mean, they kept – there was in – the, in the graphics department, they're, they're, they're putting flags up on the, on the bar on the screen. There's no flag anywhere. Like, what's going on? Like, they're a bunch of damn amateurs. Very annoying. I'm sorry, but I was – I couldn't stand it. I'd rather hear uh, poor Gene Deckerhoff, who, you know, I don't even know if he knows what stadium he's in anymore. I'd rather hear him than hear the, some of these jerks that they have broadcasting games. I have always got mad love for Gene. He is the GOAT. He is the man 110%. Yep. But I will say, I did like the CBS announced team better than I liked those jerks from Fox that they had calling the game last week. I don't know. It's it's Mark Schlerle and the other guy that he has calling the game. <laughs> I cannot stand that announcing duo, man. I don't know what it is about the Buccaneers getting just the worst bunch of announcers when it comes to those games that they're assigned, but yeah. I agree with you. I, I'd say the past few weeks the announcing has been noticeably bad. Yeah, the, the, the one point where uh, our fourth-string running back, Garner, I don't even know his name, right? He, uh, he got helmet-to-helmet, helmet, got laid out, got knocked out. And, and Charles Davis is saying, like, oh, that was clearly a, a shoulder. He he leveled his shoulder. That's, and- that's, that's 2020 tackling in a nutshell right there. I heard him say that, and I was like, are you kidding me? I was shouting at my TV. Oh, yeah. Like, man. Kenyon Barber is dead on the field. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's 2020 technique tackling right there. Coaches need to do it. Uh, you know, that's how they're teaching guys to tackle nowadays. I heard the helmet to helmet in my in my living room. Like, I heard it. I go, oh, my God, he's dead. And uh, and he's over there going, oh yeah, that's not a penalty. That's uh, it's just uh, it's, it's textbook, textbook right there. Uh, anyway, so I, I had to mute the TV, and uh, it, that made it a lot better. Um, all right, so I don't remember exactly the predictions from last week, but we were all completely wrong. Obviously, I know I did. Uh, I predicted twenty twenty eight thirteen bucks win, and it probably should have been. You know, you take away those two big bombs. What did you have, Will? I think I had like twenty one. 10 or yeah. something. Yeah, they Bucks. definitely should not have scored 31 points. That wow. was really, really sad. And I think the Bucks bounce back against Chicago because I think Chicago has not scored very much this year. The Lions, who they, they, and they that, just barely that. pulled that out at the end, and you had the, Bear, or the Bears play the Giants. They suck. Yep. And then with the Falcons, I don't know. I don't think the Falcons suck. I think yeah, they, they just had some bad breaks. They, they suck. scored a lot of points, Falcons though. They got a good suck. offense. They suck. They suck, Will. Um, I remember watching that overtime game when the Bears played the Lions, and, like, DeAndre Swift doesn't drop that touchdown right. in the end zone. Game's over. I like, know. they lose right there. You know what I mean? And yeah. it, it's just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and the Falcons, <laughs> what, they were, the Falcons were up by 18, and then they lost, like, with, with, like, with four minutes left. It's stupid. Yeah. Screw the Bears. But uh, if we want to get right into that, uh, into the matchup Thursday night, short week, which is really, really unfortunate for the Bucks because we are banged up, Red. We are really, really uh, uh, up against it when it comes to injuries. Um, have you looked at today's injury report? 
I'm not super worried about today's injury report that comes out. By the way, the, injury, mean, the injury list this week is Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, William Golson, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, who's out for the year with a ruptured Achilles last I year, LaShawn so McCoy, Scotty Miller, Jason Pierre-Paul, and, and Justin Watson so far. Yeah, but, yeah. They're, but they're, they're, you know, well, a lot of those aren't, you know, they're just today, you know, kind of recovering. I think Justin Watson will be fine. I think Scotty Miller will be fine. They're just, uh, they were guys that just came off of injuries and they played yesterday, so they're not going to practice today. So we'll know a lot more uh, tomorrow will be a big eye-opener because I think Wednesday they probably will just do walkthroughs before Thursday. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think yeah. even, uh, you know, taking a, a beat-up team into Chicago, we should still not have a problem beating the Bears. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. I thought we were going to stomp the Chargers, too. You know, we end up having a fight on our hands. So it's the NFL. Anybody can uh, can win any game unless, of course, uh, you're the Atlanta Falcons. You know, so <laughs> dude, my favorite I, my, um... my favorite meme, by the way, of the week started blowing up yesterday and today was uh, we're officially in the in the fourth quarter of 2020. I hope we're playing the Falcons. It's <laughs> 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 ah, so good. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> I wanted to, to tack on to the injury report thing. I, I think tomorrow is going to be the day you pretty much find out who's going to be good to go for Thursday. And while these short weeks do suck, Bucks play Thursday night. Hopefully most of those guys can stay healthy. And even if the ones who are already hurt do not play after Thursday night. Seven. I lost by a half a point. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you know, whatever. Oh, but I was man. happy with the win. Isn't that crazy how – because – I know you looked at it too, and yeah. I looked at it and I go, seven points. They're going to beat that. They're going to crush that. Should have. And it was right on the freaking nose. And then they at noon, it. when I made the bet at noon, it was at seven and a half. And I go, I'm still making the bet. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they're going to win. They know, man. By a lot. The algorithms know. I know they're better than me, jerks. Uh, anyway, so I don't remember who we had picked for our MVPs last week. But I'm just going to lie. I had Tom Brady, I remember. Because I went out. You guys were making fun of me for going out on the ledge. I want to say I said Scotty Miller. I want to say I said that. But I don't know if I said that. I may have said Rob Gronkowski. I think I said either Mike Evans or Antoine Winfield. I know Mike Evans had a pretty damn good day on a bum ankle. Yeah. Um, Antoine Winfield was a little bit more quiet. But that entire defense, I mean, for most of the day, they were like that. One of us should have said Tristan Wirfs. Because once again, that rookie shut down uh, a, a Pro Bowl defensive end. Like, uh, nobody heard Joey Bosa's name the entire day. It was like he didn't even dress. Yeah. It was amazing. So He finished, I think he finished with, like, one quarterback hit and one assist tackle, and that's it. Yeah. Um, and, and look at Tristan Wirfs, man. Look at the track record he's put together. I mean, these are no slouches. Week one, he goes up against Cam Jordan. Week two. Pretty sure he was matched up against Brian Burns most of the time, who isn't that bad of a pass rusher. Yep. Week three against the Broncos, he's playing um, Brad- Bradley Chubb. Yeah. I mean, you know, add Joey Bosa to the list, he is absolutely making his case for, as much as I hate to say it, he probably won't get the recognition he deserves because he's an O-lineman. But in my opinion, he's definitely making his case for offensive rookie of the year. It's not flashy. It's not, you know, juking 20 people in the open field, but it is beautiful football that he is putting on display Every single Sunday, he's doing a hell of a job at the right tackle position. Yeah, so far, so good. I say if by the end of the season, if he is like one of the highest, if not the highest rated right tackle, like with PFF or one of these, uh, you know, these uh, analytical sites. And the fact that he is uh, he is uh, blocking for Tom Brady, 
And the fact that all these primetime games are going to get him more recognition than most offensive linemen, he may. He may just eke it out. I don't know if it's ever happened. I, I don't. I haven't checked the record books. I don't know if an offensive lineman's ever got uh, rookie of the year, but I would not be shocked because who else is really making a, a case? You know, besides like a you can't you want to say like somebody like Herbert, but you know he, he hasn't won a game yet, and they people judge you on that. So uh, I don't know. Well, let's get to our predictions for Chicago before we run out of time here. Um, Will we got the Bears, Bucks? At the uh, at the new Soldier Field, the new new and improved Soldier Field in Chicago, weather should be pretty okay. What do you think? I'm gonna take the Bucks in this one, uh, and the score will be I'm gonna say uh, 28, mm. and the Bears are gonna score a whopping 10 points. 28 to 10. 28 okay. 10. Bucks. Very close to last week's prediction. Who's yep. the MVP? I won't do Tom Brady again. So you guys won't make fun of me. I'm going to say Ronald Jones has a has a good follow up game this okay, week. Okay, man. Uh, what do you what do you think, uh, Rhett? Uh, I think this is. I only say this because every game I've predicted has been quite the opposite. Um, but I think this has the making to be a closer game. Um, I think it could come down to the wire. Like I said, that Bucks or I'm sorry, that Bears team is hard to gauge. But they definitely have some talent on defense, and and they're just as talented, if not maybe a little bit better than the Chargers' defense. So I think the Buccaneers eke this one out on a last-second field goal. I think twenty to seventeen is the final score in Chicago. Oh, my dear friends, my friends, let me tell you why you're wrong. Do you remember the last time Tom Brady played against Nick Foles? It was a Super yeah, Bowl. It, it, it was, yeah. Old Philly special. He beat Tom Brady. And by the way, Tom Brady threw for like 500 yards that game. He had an unbelievable game and lost the Super Bowl. You don't think Tom Brady's not thinking of that goofy, goofy bastard all week long? You think Tom Brady's not going to light his ass up on Thursday night? Oh, my man, Tom Tom's going to go crazy. By the way, Tom Brady, I think he has 11 touchdowns already. Oh, where are you at, Max Kellerman, with the washed-up, no-arm comments after week one, you jerk-off? Tom Brady's going to light that ass up. They will win this game. 38 to 14. So oh, sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady is... I'm telling you. Did you see his Instagram post after the game where he said, nice team win, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, let's go. And he almost said the F word. He's, a, he's, he's been thinking you know about what? Nick Foles. He's been thinking about him. You know what's funny is that I noticed in those videos, if you... Look at his Instagram story during the game days. He'll post, like, whatever shirt he's wearing, and usually it's a TB12 uh, cross Tampa Bay type deal. Good market. Probably to just uh, to promote, yeah, exactly, yeah. promote the new shirt he's selling that week. But I think he records those videos before the game. Like, I think he <laughs> takes those pictures, and then he's like, great team win, good job getting to 3-1, and one. let's do it again next week, go to 4-1. and one. Short week, you know, go box. Let's go. You think but he does? You think he does two of them? Truck. 
You think he does a loser one too? Yeah. You think he does one that's like, I man, really tried our best, you know, we'll go get him next week, man. Damn it. You know, I no, I don't think he, right. I don't think that's what he does. That's funny though. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's a pretty confident guy, so you never know. Yeah, my MVP is going to be Tom Brady. He is going to light them up. So I, I Whoa, you. going out on a ledge. No. Wow. I, I, I'm, Tom Brady, wow. Well, I'm not going to pick somebody that's not going to beat up dead. Who else is motivated besides maybe Gronkowski? He no, might still be great, pissed I off. I think it's a great pick. Yeah. I think, personally, I think Devin White's going to be motivated to have himself one hell of a game because, if anything, he, he was probably the name that I heard the least on that defense last Sunday. Yeah, he was flying around, but, man, Levante David's so damn good. He is so damn good. Yeah. And, you know, he might – he might be in a conversation for uh, for defensive uh, MVP this year if he keeps up the good work and he has all these eyes on him with all these uh, primetime games. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I think we have a great shot at being 4-1. and one. I think Greg Allman put out a stat today on Twitter that uh, uh, teams that go 4-1, and one, I think 82% make the playoffs. So, yeah. Let's go 4-1. and one. Let's, uh, let's do that. So, uh, Rhett Matthew, tell everybody where they can find your pretty face on social media and how they can download uh, the uh, Cannon Fire podcast and watch it on YouTube. Absolutely. So you can check me out on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-P-A-K-U-S. And if you follow me, I promise I will follow you back. You can check out the Cannon Fire podcast on social media as well, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire podcasts, basically the number one place to go for updates on the show. And, of course, Buccaneer News as it happens as well. Last but not least, listen to the show. You can check us out on any major podcast platform. Or, like Johnny had mentioned, you can check us out with video on YouTube. Go over there. Make sure you subscribe. Hit the bell icon. Get the bells and whistles going. That way you get notified whenever we upload a show just like today. So make sure you go check that bad boy out. Hell, yeah. And for all the Cannon Fire uh, podcast fans, and there's a lot of you, um, you can follow Will and I on Twitter at Johnny B Comedy at home underscore made underscore man. And of course, the show here is at Johnny B Show. Uh, Rhett, I look forward to talking to you next, uh, or I'm sorry, Friday for a victory Friday. Hell yeah, man. All right, buddy. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll do Monday too, but, but it, we got to get you on Friday. I, I know I just made your schedule for you. I don't care. Uh, it's happening. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to it. All right, buddy. Rat Matthew, everybody. Have a great night, pal. Yes, sir. You too. Go Bucks. Yeah. Amen. There you go. All right, let's take a break. Will, uh, when we come back from this here break, uh, it is Monday night, and we do a little thing called meltdowns. If you got something that has you pissed off, frustrated, uh, just makes you want to throw something through a wall, please give us a call. Uh, you know, air out your grievances right here on this show, and we'll use your pain as content. The Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.